Hello and welcome to Learning to Live the Life, a brand new podcast from Christchurch Downend, which is a Church of England church in Bristol Diocese. I'm the Reverend Aidan Watson and as well as uploading one sermon every week from our weekly services, I'm going to be hosting discussion episodes every two weeks or so where we look at something to do with Christian discipleship, hopefully helping you and anyone you want to share this podcast with in their journey with Jesus. This first episode is called Learning to Live the Life, where we look at our vision not only for this podcast, but for our church as a whole. And a few weeks ago, I met up with Esther and Anita from our church, and we had a great discussion. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello, welcome to the podcast. We've got Anita and we've got Esther, and we are sat in Esther's front room, and two of the three of us have lots of cold. How are you feeling at the moment, Esther? I'm all right. I'm doing good. (laughs) Yeah, we're surviving. We've got honey and lemon drinks, and I'm excited. Anita, do you want to say a bit about yourself, who you are? Yes, okay. So my name is Anita Dobson, um, and uh, I've been at the church for about 12 years, and I've been working for the church for about 10 years. And uh, my role is uh, Discipleship for All Ages, which is a bit of a weird title. We always end up explaining to people. Sometimes I just try and say, oh, I just work for the church, because it's really hard to explain. Uh, But basically, my job is to support anybody who's looking to grow in their faith. I think that's the easiest way of describing it. And it's all ages, because uh, I I spend a lot of time with families and learning their faith, as well as with individuals, adults as well. Brilliant. And Esther, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Esther. I've been coming to the church um, for about a year or so now, um, and it's been really good for me and my family. And we're just glad to be a part of it, really. Great stuff. Now, we're recording this just before Christmas, because it was the best time to get us all together. So um, I know people, when they listen to this, will be bored of Christmas and thankful <laughs> that it's over. But uh, what is the most, what's the thing you're most excited for about Christmas? Ooh, I think maybe the the time with family. Yeah. Um, yeah, just time to get together because my family will live all over the country and we don't get together very often. So, yeah, time, just time to be with the family and catch up with all the relatives, see how everybody's doing. Yeah, I'd second that, um, especially this year because we're going to go and see my, my sister up north um, and we haven't seen her for a while. So that's going to be really good. I know my children are going to enjoy that. So Exciting. That's the highlight. Good from, sharing of germs from across the country. Good sharing yeah. of germs, you know, yeah. cross pollination. So the, yeah. the germs that I've caught from you guys, <laughs> yeah. I'll be bringing to my family. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I think mine is summed up in uh, pigs in blankets. That's just, oh, yes. just is my favourite. Yes. Right. Anyway, shall we get on with the podcast? our first episode of the podcast and we're looking at our vision statement for our church and also the name of the podcast learning to live the life so what I want to do firstly is just ask you Anita why is this our vision why is learning to live the life our vision statement as a church how do we get here kind of what's the journey good question well I should think about um, six or seven years ago Uh, we decided to get together a kind of vision team for the church to really think about what are we there for? What is the church for and and why are we doing all this stuff that we do? Um, And through that, we decided that it would be good to have a kind of vision statement of, you know, summed up what we're all about. Um, And Joe came up with this idea, learning to live the life. And it was about the fact that, you know, we haven't 
when we become Christians, it's like, not like we just made it. You know, we're a Christian now. We're over the line. We can just put our feet up now. We're, we're sorted. There's that idea that actually we're meant to be growing the whole of our lives. Um, and we looked at a lot of stuff through the organisation called LICC, which helps people to kind of embed their faith in everyday life. Um, and LICC had some really helpful materials about things that you know we looked at and realised that this was a really good recipe for how to kind of communicate to ourselves and each other how to actually live faith daily. And so we looked at some of those ideas about um, like the church gathers together on a Sunday, but then you get equipped on a Sunday to so then go out and live life for the rest of your life, you know, the rest of the week, um, living out your life for Jesus and how fruitful that could be if you really do that intentionally. So this statement, learning to live the life, kind of described the fact that we're all disciples, we're all learners, mm. um, and therefore we want to help each other to learn every day. Yeah, so it's quite an interesting statement. I've never heard of a church that has anything like that. When we mm. first told the church about it, they were like, ooh, doesn't mention Jesus, doesn't mention God, this is weird, <laughs> doesn't mention mission. Um, but actually it's quite interesting having a statement that people go, what does that mean then? Because mm. it actually prompts people to ask questions. So I think that was kind of what um, mm. you know what, what we were aiming for, really. So. Yeah, and Esther, you said you've just joined the church over the last year or just over a year ago now. Yeah. Um, what's your take on this kind of learning to live the life? I, I actually really like it um, because it, it kind of covers everything. <laughs> it covers Christian living because, um, y- you know, it encourages you to ask the question, well, what does that mean? Um, and what does that look like? And um, when you're a believer, obviously, that um, you are thinking about mission, you are thinking about sharing the gospel, you are think- but you are also thinking, well, okay, those, those things have always been in the church and always been put in the forefront, um, and not much is really help- helping people who go to work every day, um, who are raising a family every day, and what does that look like for them? Because that is as much worship as being a minister on the stage or leading a worship on a Sunday or any of that kind of... I'm, obviously, I'm coming from the background of being a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes all about the personality, but actually it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. It's about believers every day, how they live, the choices they make in everything, from raising kids to doing church on Sunday. So learning to live the life just kind of summarises all. all of that. Yeah. you know. And I think there's the idea of it being really practical because... Um, the idea of learning through somebody's preaching at you on a Sunday and you hear all these mm. good things about you should be praying, you should be doing this, you should be, you know, telling your <laughs> friends. You know, you just want to go, yeah, but, you know, how do I actually do that? You know, if, you know, you can imagine somebody, you know, works in a bank, let's say, nobody they know is a Christian at, at work. Mm. You know, what does it mean for me to translate all that you've just yeah. told me well, into about, my life What about on a mothers who've got children as well? That's right. I've always thought, I, I used to think I was backslidden. Um, at one point, you know, because I just felt, oh God, where's my relationship with you going? And how does this look? And mm. I never get to pray. And every time I go to pray, I fall asleep. <laughs> and, you know, so yeah, it's a valid question. Obviously, we've got learning, live, and life in there. Anita, I wonder, could you talk about the, the learning part of that question? Because it's, it's quite an interesting thing to have in a vision statement. The, yeah. To admit that we don't have it all, yeah. that we're a work in progress. What? what That's yeah. right, because apparently, even you know, even clergy apparently are not wow. finished pro- product. So That's that, a lie. Yeah, <laughs> there's quite a lot of humility there, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's that feeling that we haven't got it all sorted. We're not there yet. Um, but also, it's a bit of a challenge because it does say you, you know, you're not there yet. We've got stuff to do. And I know mm. people wear those t-shirts, don't they? You know, be patient with me. God hasn't finished with me yet. Yeah. You know, that that kind of sums yeah, up nice. really. And I think we realised how 
for example, particularly sermons on a Sunday, they're not a particularly good way of teaching in a way. And schools are far ahead of us in that, aren't they? That you, mm. It's all about learning now, not about mm. teaching. Because you know that you, know, you can stand at the front and say stuff, but does it actually go in and make a difference? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite difficult for it to actually make a difference. So you, know, you want to be able to remind yourself that, that learning is there. But also people need to take responsibility for their own learning. Absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's not just about like, turning up on a Sunday and getting whatever you're given. Yeah. Um, it's about making the effort yourself to think, okay, maybe I could study the Bible myself. Maybe yeah. I could join a small group. Maybe I could um, you know, sort of learn how to share my faith better or whatever. Mm. Kind of be quite intentional. Now, I, um, I deliberately invited Esther to be on this podcast because I think you're a good example of someone who's a learner. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, as we arrived this morning, she uh, just brought out a, a portable seminary book that you've <laughs> managed to get a hold of because you're so desperate to learn. Is that something? Is that, is, that, is that a fair statement? Do you, do you enjoy learning? I've, I've, always, I, I've always desired. It's really funny because when it comes to normal education, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very creative, so I'm... I would rather learn about art or all that kind of stuff or learn about music. So I'm very creative. I'm not naturally academic. But if you you take me on my spiritual journey, what I've realised, I've been a Christian since I was eight um, and I'm now, well, I'm turning 38 in January. So with that in mind, I've come to a point in my life where actually on my journey, I just feel I, I can't lean on my dad to on his faith I can't lean on my husband on his faith I need I need to know mm. what I'm grounded in mm. and yes I'll always have that relationship with God I'll always have my faith in Jesus that that is a that is a tick that is sorted but it's okay so now how do I make sure I stay on the straight and narrow um how do I know what is being taught to me is correct yeah and and actually, that's my responsibility. I've, I've realised that is my responsibility now. That doesn't mean everyone's going to go to the portable se- seminary, which, which I must which say is a thousand pages. It's a or massive something. book, <laughs> you know. But um, that it will look different. For that. But I've just got a desire. Well, I would love to go and study theology. I can't at the moment. So this is the next best thing. For me. So you know, I think everyone's got a responsibility to. Yeah, I think I definitely think there's a concept where you know I'm obviously clergy and it's a it's a lovely privilege to spend some time working for a church and then before that go to college but actually there's a kind of mindset of being a lifelong learner Mm. which is for I think every Christian Mm. you know the word disciple um, comes from the word student Mm. so um, yeah we are all to be students of Jesus so yeah Yeah. being learners is an incredible part of that I think also um, one thing to say though is um, I've always had this question you know because I'm a like love to learn about God and that but what about the people who can't read about the people that it's not their first language um and that really concerns me how are they going to learn how do they discover um and develop in their relationship with god and you so so this is not a podcast to put people into pressure to go and study and so no 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 um it's all about how you can discipleship groups are great home group is great um, get, just getting involved and talking with other people who are on the same journey is a brilliant way of growing, etc. And trying it out as well. And trying it you know, out. So learning it can be as much about oh, practical absolutely. things. You yeah. know, particularly when you do have a small group, you can kind of report back to them. You know, you, you mentioned it's accountability as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, That's right. You mentioned to somebody you want to pray for, and then. Um, or a difficult situation at work, you tell, talk them about it, yeah, you pray together, yeah. and then it's yeah, they get back next week and they say, oh, you know, how did it go? Yeah. And I think I think that leads us into the the 
the live and the life part of it mm -hmm. because do you know the best way of learning is by living something out trying it out you know if if, if you're trying to learn a skill where you don't just sit and watch a video and go right I've, I've got that skill now you know it's, it's actually putting things into practice Absolutely. coming up against challenges and doing that and yeah. you know we're, we're in this life trying to follow Jesus mm -hmm. and you know you know learning to live the life part of that is actually living it yeah and and doing that in community I think that's really good Absolutely. we'll be back to the podcast in just a moment but just to let you know if you have any thoughts for episodes or ideas you'd like to share then please email podcast at christchurchdownend.com back to the discussion So that brings us on, I suppose, more to the kind of practical side of things. How does this work out? You know, um, we've talked about kind of the, the rest of the week being an important part, not just Sundays. And he said, like, I wonder if you could just unpack that a bit more. You know, uh, what does learning to live the life mean on Monday to Saturday? Well, we use this phrase that's really helpful from LICC, which is we talk about our front lines, which are the places where we spend most of our times during the week, particularly if we spend them with non-Christians or with our children who we're nurturing or whatever. Um, and I think that's been really helpful for the church to really grasp this idea of how you live out your faith day to day, because uh, it's quite hard to do it in an abstract way. So if you say to somebody, well, you know, what are you doing tomorrow? Then... You think, oh, well, I'll be meeting somebody, I've got this really difficult meeting with my, my board, or I've got a team meeting, or I'm going out to visit a client, or, you know, I'll be at the till at whatever, or I'll be in the old people's home visiting my auntie, whatever it might be. It just makes such a difference to think, okay, well, in that case, where, you know, how will you live out your faith there? Uh, what would it mean for you to be a Christian there? What will it mean for you to sort of represent Jesus, if you like? Mm -hmm. And I think people are really starting to get that idea and think, oh, actually... You know, well, I could first of all, I could start the day by praying for those things, but also, I'll, if I know that God's with me there, uh, you know, I wonder if I can find a way of, you know, just being really loving in that situation, or finding a way of being um, really sort of standing up for justice or whatever it might be. Um, and LICC came up with these six different ways um, of being kind of fruitful, as they call it, on your front line. So they might talk about, well, I might minister grace and love to people by just being really gentle in a difficult situation, or. Um, I might need to be a mouthpiece for truth and justice, or I might just make good work. You know, I think that's really nice that they mm. value, they remind us to value just doing a good job. Mm. You know, so if I'm making, I don't know, bread, whatever, I'm going to make really good bread. I'm not just going to, you know, do the minimum. Yeah. So it's all those kind of things. And Esther, you've already said that you're, you know, a parent, mm. and that's that's kind of probably taking up the majority of your diary at the moment. Oh, yes. I know you work as well. Um, how does this? Yeah, how does this impact you, this kind of concept of learning to live the life Monday to Saturday? I loved it. I love the whole concept of, of what your front line looks like. Um, it's really helpful um, because, you know, not, not only for me, but say, say for Nadine, for my husband, what's that look like for him when he's out in the van, when he's um, driving and meeting up with his other guys at Open Reach and they're having to work and do fibre optics. So how, how is he going to interact with them? How is he going to show the love of Jesus? And yet, Anita, like what you said, um, a lot of it is how you do your job and how well you do it and how respectful you are to the guys around you. Um, with, for me as a mum, um, the question of being on the front line is how do I raise my children in a godly way? 
Um, how do I not respond out of anger, maybe, and respond more out of love and gentleness, which is a challenge probably for <laughs> most mothers. Um, you know, but, but when you're on that journey, I, I really do believe that if you're sensitive to hear what God's saying to you, you can actually have a massive impact on your front line. And that is being a true disciple of Jesus, um, is being light and salt in the world. Mm. People need to taste taste you wherever you go in that sense um people need to know that you're different and need to be able to ask maybe just by you living and being different um you get asked the question what is it about you mm. uh, which has happened to me a few times over the years you know uh, why are you so happy and things like that you know <laughs> and you know it's a, a perfect opportunity um to share the good news in the right environment so you know i suppose that brings us on to the kind of we haven't really unpacked the life part mm. of learning to live the life. You know, Jesus came and said that we, uh, we might have life and life in all its mm. fullness. Mm. Um, and either, if it, is that kind of unpacked behind our vision as well? Like a life that is full of all these things. Yeah, right at the beginning when we were praying and talking and thinking about this, there were two things that really stood out. It was that phrase from John 10.10, 10, that came that they have life in all its fullness, not just church life. I think particularly as church leaders, you end up getting completely sucked into church. But you remember, it's not about church, it's actually yeah. about life. So we really Absolutely. tried to hold on to that. It's not about church, it's about life. Mm. Um, and also, this um, there's a saying from St. Irenaeus, who was somebody... Uh, he was an early church father. Early we'll church father. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, the glory of God is a person fully alive. Wow. And I just love that. The glory of God is a person fully alive. Mm. So I guess it's something about... That's what we were created to be, fully alive. We're made in the image of God. And so often we kind of shrink it all down to, well, you've just got to believe certain things and you've got to do certain things mm. and you've got to not do certain other things. And it's all very prescriptive and just sounds really dull, doesn't it? Um, and I think, you know, often people think Christians are really dull and we haven't really disabused them of that idea in many ways, many mm. of us. So it's something about, like, let's celebrate the joy of life. So going to a party... You don't need to think, oh, it's not a Christian party, therefore it's not Christian. Or, you know, if I go to a concert, if it's not Christian music, it's not Christian. Mm. You know, we've sort of falsely divided these things in our lives, in our minds, into like sacred things and secular things. Mm. And that's just not right at all, because God can be seen anywhere, mm. you know, in the darkest places, but also just in, in the fun of, you know, enjoying a, a rock concert or going to an art gallery or, or you know, play, playing a game of squash with a friend or whatever. Actually, this is this is a biggie for me because it, again, I've I've come out of a let's just say a different denomination and and, um, and what I found was being involved in ministry, you do get absorbed into everything and then that becomes your life and actually just stepping out of that um, and actually being presented with this whole concept of living the life on your front line has been absolutely he helpful because. Um, it, it is one of the things I battled with in my spiritual journey is this division of sacred and secular big time because I'm like oh I can't touch these unholy things you know I, I, I don't actually think like that and I don't use that wording but I would feel awkward in a pub or feel awkward around all my non-Christian friends, you know, and not know how to behave. And actually, we're supposed to be in those places. I mean, Jesus invited, well, no, he didn't go around to the tax person's place or whatever, yep. and all the Pharisees were like, oh, actually, that, he did that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's how I live and how I behave 
in those environments where I can still be mm-hmm. the light of Jesus in those places. It's brilliant. Anyway. And I think I think the big thing is is taking that that life that we've been given by grace yeah. into those places, Absolutely. isn't it? And I was always challenged by my I've got a friend slash mentor who uh, says that even in the mundane how can you do that for Jesus? Mm. Even when you're washing the dishes, do you know what Jesus is in that moment as well? And in those conversations, and it's, I think sometimes in my mind, I think, right, I need to be Sultan. I need to do this. Mm. I need to be the best Christian I can be. Mm. Whereas actually, probably the inverse needs to happen. We just need to let God minister Mm. to us in those moments. And then the kind of, ministering to other people and the being the salt and light will just happen um i was gonna say that uh we talk about fruitfulness as christians and somebody said something very wise i can't remember it was a long time ago i can't remember where it came from and they said that the apple on the tree it doesn't have to think oh i've got to really grow i've got to grow into this wonderful <laughs> apple you know it just is there and because the tree is being fed by its roots you know taking up the nutrients from the ground because the rain is coming down the sunshine is there the apple just grows and I think for us, you know, the more we strive at it in a really kind of worthy way, mm. the more we're likely to just put other people off and, mm. and God probably gets quite annoyed with us as well. Yeah. Um, but the more we spend time with him, which is probably a whole other podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, through prayer and through study and through being with other Christians and through worshipping and just being mm. aware of God around us, then I think those, those you know, fruitful, happy, good things about life will kind of come yeah. out of us. Yeah, that, that's definitely testament to the journey that um, myself and our family have been on. Is 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 that change of mindset from from <clears throat> what you were just sharing, Anita, to actually realizing that uh, we can just be, just be. Mm. <laughs> it's what actually didn't Joe preach that one time? Anyway, human beings. This whole concept: we're yeah. human beings, and we're meant to just be. And actually, that was so rings true because I remember when I first became a Christian, I would just be, and I probably was more effective back there with the less knowledge I had than I have been in the past 10 years. So it's actually getting back to that childlike just being. It doesn't stop me being hungry for scripture and all that kind of stuff. But I really do pray that I don't come across as, as uh, uh, bitter. <laughs> Or just you know, you know, off-putting, yeah. you know. So yeah, that's so that so we just need to be human beings, except for when we need to be beings. apples. <laughs> yes, and not bitter apples. Not bitter apples. Well, very good. So we've spoken quite a bit about you know our day-to-day life obviously the six days a week and that's the kind of radical part of this vision if there is if it, if that's the word but then we do meet on Sundays and we do gather mm. and how is learning to live the life kind of our vision on a Sunday morning as well and Anita I wonder if could you speak into that you know how is how are we learning to live the life when we gather together on Sundays or on Thursday mornings yeah I think there's certain elements that that everybody gets from a Sunday um, which help them and then there are other elements that different people relate to more because of their different personality and their kind of learning style so I think on a Sunday obviously we we might think about the word you know the the studying of scripture you know we have a reading from the bible and we we listen to a sermon and you know hopefully when that person preaches they're really thinking about what our lives are like day to day and they can really relate the truths of God to what it means for me 
this week to you know, to live that life. But then there's also just the emotion of it. There's the being with people that you know and people that you don't know, mm. uh, being with people of all different ages, which I really love. Um, you've got the fact that you're encouraging one another. So, you know, somebody will come and say, oh, I really didn't feel like worshipping today, but actually everybody else has really lifted me and made me feel, you know, that this is, this is still... This is still true, you know, because sometimes you can even very, you know, doubt the very uh, foundations of things, can't you? When things go wrong, or if you're really down or struggling, and then there's the fact that there's a sort of sense of celebration. We've got the, the music, and and uh, you know, got people smiling at each other, and you know, renewing friendships and whatever. Um, got coffee, very important afterwards, yeah. and uh, you got praying. Yeah, so just there's so many different elements. Esther, you said you're a worship leader. Would you say that? you know, the living part of the learning to live the life happens on a Sunday morning as well? Yes, um, although not just on the sun, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, of course. Um, I guess because I'm a very expressive person, mm. I love to have an environment where I can go and just sing my heart out and lift my hands and worship God um, because that's the way he's made me. Um, but what's also really nice is um, just to be surrounded by people um, who also build me up and encourage me. You know, you're surrounded by people of like mind, like experience. Um, and, you know, you get to know one another a little bit. I wouldn't say it's the best place to develop relationships. I, w- I would rec- highly recommend home groups um, because it's such a quick thing on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, it's, it, I think it's vital um, to gather together and to build one another up in our faith and to, like Anita rightly said, see, oh, actually, there's other people on the same journey as me. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm struggling. Oh, they're struggling too. Oh, thank goodness for that. You know, it's it's a very, it's a healthy, Sunday is, for me, vital. Yeah, and I think we live in a quite an individualistic world. We, mm-hmm. we live in quite an individualistic time and actually gathering together is something that happens rarely. You know, you think of sports stadiums and think of maybe joint activities might be the only time that people gather it together. So, so of course, why wouldn't we gather together around our worship, but also kind of telling us, do you know what, this life we're living and we're learning to live is not a, something we're doing on our own. The encouragement, the kind of sharing, you can be encouraged just by standing next to someone as as much as you can by actually talking to them and engaging and you know analyzing you know i i really think the communal aspect of those gathered times is so important mm-hmm. we've just done a series at the moment called uh, what does it mean to be christchurch uh we did it just in last term and anita i wonder if you could speak about some of the lessons that we think we've learned you know well we've just asked you know what does it mean to be christchurch because part of the reasoning for that series was to kind of refocus our thinking about why do we gather together? Uh, you know, we've been so focused on our front lines, maybe we've lost sight of the kind of gathered moment. Yeah, I think we've learned about the importance of authentic relationships and the fact that, as as you say, Esther, it is quite difficult to really build those relationships if you just literally come on a Sunday, yeah. especially if you're, you're not able to stay to coffee afterwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really hard, isn't it, to strike up a quick conversation with people that you might not sit next to next week or you know, yeah. you might not see again although those things are really important. Um, so I think you can start authentic relationships there and then you can hopefully build them in other ways you know, during the week or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think we've been quite challenged, haven't we, about how sometimes you know, relationships in any church can, can be in the danger of being a little bit superficial. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Esther, because okay. was there anything that stood out to you from that series about what does it mean to be Christchurch? 
<laughs> All I remember is donuts. <laughs> All you remember is donuts. <laughs> Lee Abbey. Oh, uh, okay, you know, yes. being filled, continually being filled. Anyway, that was just the picture I had in my head. Well, at Lee Abbey, we were looking, for those people who weren't there, we were looking at what does it mean to be a real church family. Yeah, I guess in uh, to answer your question, sorry, Aidan, um, would be... Um, just about proactivity so I know that's not a specific title but it really that's what it all comes down to is uh, for me understanding that actually I am part of the body of Christ I'm part of Christ Church down end um, God what, how do you want me to practically um, support and encourage this body this local body I'm a part of uh, you know, there's so much scope. That's why there's so many of us. So we can all play our part. And when we do, Christchurch will be healthy. It is healthy, but it will just it will just continue to be yeah. life-giving. We admit with our vision that, you know, learning to live the life is a process. So, Anita, uh, I wonder, what are we learning at the moment? Where are we going next term, in the next period of time? One of the things that we identified, I think, in this last series was that prayer is really so important. As I was saying about the apple on the tree, you know, yeah. it's, it's the prayer that feeds us. Um, and if we're close to God through prayer, then everything else will flow. Um, and we felt that, you know, we've got a long way to learn, a <laughs> long way to go with prayer, all of us. There are so many different aspects of prayer that perhaps we're, we're a bit narrow-minded about what we think prayer is. Um, we've got a lot of new Christians and, and people who may not know much about it as well. So we're going to follow um, January, February, uh, we're going to use the book by Pete Gregg called How to Pray, which oh, is brilliant. subtitled, uh, uh, what is it, A Simple Guide for Normal People. <laughs> so he's really trying to cut through to, you know, we don't want to know how um, monks pray in the <laughs> desert for 12 years without eating or whatever. You know, we uh, don't... Do you not normally do that? <laughs> no, I don't normally do that. You know, we don't want to know how sort of, you know, people that you might consider super Christians like Mother Teresa might pray, although of course she was an ordinary person as well. Mm. Um, but it's really grounded, isn't it? Um, there's different ways of praying, different yeah. things that we relate to God in through prayer. Um, so we're going to look at different aspects of prayer. Fantastic. And then in the uh, during Lent, we're going to be looking at uh, the environment. We're going to be following a Church of England kind of national scheme thing where the Archbishop of Canterbury has really encouraged churches to ask what is their responsibility with the climate crisis. So we're going to be using that, and that's exciting because I think at Christchurch we really don't know what it means to be a, a you know a church that cares for the, the environment and and what is God saying to us you know more than just recycling you know what can we do to do our part so finally to finish obviously this podcast this is episode one we're calling it learning to live the life Anita I just wonder if you could speak into how you see this podcast fitting with that vision of learning to live the life? I think uh, I think this podcast should help people to just relate to God while they're driving to work or you know, driving to pick children up or, you know, got a spare hour in the bath, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's to, uh, just another tool in the toolbox, if you like. I think, you know, this prayer course we're going to be doing is all about getting out different tools to use, which are, help, are helpful and practical. Um, so I'm hoping that having this podcast means that we can discuss things that there's not really time to discuss in a sermon on a Sunday because our sermons are quite short and our you know our services are quite short really, so you can only just dip into things, can't you? So I'm hoping that this can be a chance to sort of develop some of the issues and topics that have come up in our sermons, but also maybe I don't know maybe we'll address things that have come up in the world in life, you know, that we think oh actually we need to really address that. So you know people have got 
questions, burning things they really want us to discuss, I'm guessing that that's okay, is it? So finally, to finish, obviously this podcast, this is episode one, and uh, we're thinking, we're calling it Learning to Live the Life. Anita, I just wonder if you could speak into uh, how you see this podcast fitting with that vision of learning to live the life and the discipleship aspect, uh, which is obviously your job. <laughs> Indeed, yes. I think uh, I think this podcast should help people to just relate to God while they're driving to work or driving to pick children up or you know got a spare hour in the bath I don't know um it's to, uh, just another tool in the toolbox if you like I think you know this prayer course we're going to be doing is, is all about getting out different tools to use which are, help, are helpful and practical um so I'm hoping that having this podcast means that we can discuss things that there's not really time to discuss in a sermon on a Sunday because our sermons are quite short and our you know our services are quite short really so you can only just dip into things can't you so I'm hoping that this can be a chance to sort of develop some of the issues and topics that have come up in our sermons, but also maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll address things that have come up in the world, in life, you know, that we think, oh, actually, we need to really address that. So, you know, people have got questions, burning things they really want us to discuss. I'm guessing that that's okay, is it? And Esther, like, you're obviously a guest on the podcast this week. Mm. You're part of it. It's, you're, you're, you're signed up. Does that mean you're going to subscribe to the podcast? Oh, yeah. No, I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just no. I want to hear myself. No, um, no. Seriously, I think it's a really good practical thing, especially if you got again, if you got people who just it just can't get their heads around books and reading, and there are plenty of them out there. It's going to be ideal, really ideal. Um, just just as a way of of just for them to mull over what's being spoken, and and if they've got any questions, you know, I'm sure there'll be a way to facilitate that as well. So yeah, quite excited about the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this week and uh, yeah, have a good Christmas. So thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of Learning to Live the Life. As I said earlier, please, if you have any suggestions for future episodes or things you'd like us to be considering on this podcast, then please do email podcast at christchurchdownend.com. We're obviously learning how to do this and we'd love you to get involved as many ways as possible. Please do subscribe and rate us on whatever app you listen to this to. In our next episode, I'll be joined by Sean and Eloise and we'll be looking at prayer and as our sermon series that we're about to start is called Lord Teach Us to Pray. I can't wait to speak to you again soon. God bless. <laughs>